0: Hello. This is Richard Jacobs with the future tech and future tech health podcast. I have a returning guest, Janet Bennett. She's the author of a book and a course called I just want to sleep. The website is I just want to And, um, uh, last time I spoke to Janet, I didn't really know what her program was about, but since then I've bought the program, I've used the program. Uh, it's a series of tongue exercises and it's you know far more beyond that. And, uh, I can say it's helped me with my sleep, which is pretty cool. And, uh, now that I have some personal experience with it, hopefully I can ask her better questions about it. So Janet, welcome. Thank you for coming back.
1: Well, thank you for having me back, Rich. This this is exciting to tell people more about snoring and what they should do about it.
0: Yeah, to start with, let's start at like the very beginning. Um, what are some of the myths that you've encountered in regards to snoring, first of all?
1: Okay, so I find it very interesting Um, I remember growing up, my granddaddy used to sit in the chair way across the room and and he would snore very loudly all the time. And everyone always laughed and said, oh, look how well granddaddy's sleeping. But the truth is when a person's snoring, they aren't sleeping well uh, because they're snoring, they're mouth breathing and and their body's not allowed to get into that deep REM sleep um, mode that they need to be in to, to wake up being refreshed. And um, so that was interesting to me, and and also a lot of people think that only overweight people snore, and that's not true. I've worked with a lot of people who are very thin and snore. Um, right. Yeah, and, and but they can both be helped just the same with, um, mm. especially with the I just want to sleep program. And what
0: about men? Um, um, men and women? Uh, do you find women snorers? i I'm, I'm sure for a woman it's probably. I guess they feel more embarrassed even than a guy. But uh, do you see both?
1: I don't I don't know if I agree with that because I've worked with a lot of couples. Okay. And um the the man would let's say that the man was the one that was snoring, he would normally deny that he snores and the wife would <laughs> say, "Well, yes you do." And, you know, my thought was always, "Well, why would one say that the other snored if they didn't (laughs) but but it's because of the negative connotation with it it's you know people people are embarrassed by snoring and and actually I'm trying to get away from the word snoring when I'm working with people I'm trying to refer more to mouth breathing because the mouth breathing is really what is hurting the body the snoring is just the noise that that you make when the air goes back and forth in your mouth you know and and that really is not the culprit um but but the act of snoring can certainly lead to sleep apnea though and and what that means the act of snoring really just still goes back to mouth breathing it just means you're mouth breathing more and more and um yeah so that's that's what i'm trying to change so that people aren't so embarrassed but i've not noticed um I, as many men that i've met as women snore and, and I don't know the numbers. You know, I haven't researched that okay. lately. All right. But yeah. you see both. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess one oh, of the yeah. problems
0: with snoring, you know, like in the past, I still do, probably not nearly as loudly, thank goodness, but, you know, I would Good. wake up and my kids would say, Dad, you were snoring. And I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're unconscious. Right. So it's it, right. that's a difficult thing about it. No wonder why you don't believe because you don't hear anything when you snore and you right. wake up and you have no clue anything happened. So it's tough.
1: That's right. And and I think also that most people would never associate mouth breathing slash snoring with health issues. Um, I've discovered so many health issues that are actually um, uh, are, are actually indicators of mouth breathing, and um, it's just amazing how many health issues can be fixed. And people they are always shocked that. Um, they could have a sore throat, or they could have um, maybe restless leg syndrome or different things like that happening, and it can actually be led back to mouth breathing. Another thing i'm thinking about is a large percent percentage of people believe that they are breathing through their nose i mean they they would stand there and say, "Yes, I breathe through my nose when i 'm awake and when i 'm asleep." But when you start asking them questions like how, you know, do you wake up with a dry mouth and they say yes? Well, that, that's obvious that you, at, some, at some time during the night you were breathing through your mouth, you know. Yes. So they, they just have to be yes. educated on those things. And it really, to me, is, is a, a, a lot to, to believe that so many health issues can be dependent on one thing as easy as mouth breathing. Um, and that's, that's easily fixed the other thing is um uh, close to about 80% of the people who mouth breathe they they are also breathing uh wrong as far as are they breathing from the abdomen or or are they breathing through there uh from the the uh, clavicle area and you know so it has a lot of things um snoring entails a lot of things that people need to learn about so they won't be embarrassed i i, I mean that's, that's a really big thing to overcome, though, and I don't think that, that we will, uh, and that's why I want to call it mouth breathing. <laughs> so, um, well, and, yeah. well, mouth
0: breathing, actually, that leads into what I wanted to ask you. So, you know, why, why breathe through your mouth and not your nose? I found, personally, you know, until I changed my diet, that my nose was stuffed up all the time, and I know many yeah. people, their nose is chronically stuffed up, so there's only one place left to breathe, and that's through your mouth. To what, what do, you, right. do you run That's into right. a lot of yeah. You, know, you run into a lot of people that are have chronic stuffy noses, and what do they do?
1: Right. Okay. So, the first thing is they have to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor or otolaryngologist and get them to find out why their nose is stuffed up. Sometimes it's going to be allergies, and they have to end up getting allergy shots. The person has to do whatever it takes to get that nose so that they can breathe through their nose, or they will forever be sick. Um, the other thing is a lot of people who say they can't breathe through their nose, some of them actually can. They, they just have become uh, habitual mouth breathers. They've just done it so long. And when they close their mouth for just a split second, all of a sudden they feel anxious because they're afraid they won't have the air through their nose. And so it's just easier to open the mouth and breathe through the mouth. I've worked with a lot of people who have to just gradually maybe... The first five seconds is all they can do and they get scared, so they open their mouth. And then the next time they try, they do it 10 seconds. They have to just gradually make themselves breathe through their nose. If, if it's physically, if they are physically um, okay to breathe through their nose, like if they don't have polyps or deviated septum or things that close up the nasal passage, there's no reason why they should not make themselves breathe through their nose. And here's the other thing. When a person breathe through their mouth um, oh wait before I say that let me say this the body uh, makes a gas and they make it it makes it in the the nasal area and it's called nitric oxide and it's not nitrous oxide it's nitric oxide and nitric oxide is what your body needs to help you get into that deep rim sleep mode and uh, to uh, regulate the oxygen in your blood and all the different things that go on during the night that, that uh, are one reason that we sleep so that our cells can be rejuvenated. I'm not a doctor, but so all those things can come, you know, can happen to get you ready for the next day. Your body, if you breathe through your mouth, your body will not be able to make that nitric oxide because it will Mm. bypass the nasal passages See, the air has to go in through your nose where it warms and cleans the air. And that's when the nitric oxide is made, and it goes into your body and helps you get that good sleep. So you you will never have a good sleep if you continue to breathe through your mouth. There's just no question about it. Hmm. Okay? Yeah, so sense. There, sense. yeah, yeah. so I, my concern, um, let's see my my concern actually is that there are so many people who who breathe through their mouth and snore or not you know a lot of people breathe through their mouth and they don't make much noise okay so we have to keep that in mind too but um my concern too is that people are out there looking for some kind of treatment for snoring and and i don't believe that they really know what to look for and and i thought that it might be a good idea to share some uh uh, and some shares share some ideas with them some some um facts with them so that they know more of what they're looking for okay so i think that whenever people are looking for snoring program now they will find all kinds of of snoring treatments and some uh some are surgery some uh are mouthpieces that a dentist makes some are drugs and uh, some are positional things like, you know, put the uh, tennis ball on the back of your shirt so that you can't roll over onto your back. Or um, there, there are lots of different kinds of treatments. And if you, go, if you Google and re- really research these types, these techniques to stop snoring, it will tell you what, what, what it makes your body do or what you have to do to accomplish it. For example, there are some treatments that will prevent you from what they'll tell you to do something and what they tell you to do is going to prevent you from closing your lips while you sleep okay so let's go back to yeah so let's and I'll give you an example there's there's a it's a non-surgical therapy technique it has uh This thing, I don't know what to call it, this thing that you put in your mouth and you stick your tongue through a hole. It's got this hole and you stick your tongue through it and your tongue is literally pulled outside your mouth to keep it from blocking your airway. Appliance is the word I was trying to think of. It's a certain type of appliance. Now, that that to me is just kind of crazy. But if you do that, um, it will work. It will keep you from snoring, from making the noise, but it forces you to mouth breathe. So as we know now, that's not good. So you don't want anything that keeps you from closing your lips. Uh, you don't want to use anything that requires that your tongue live or stay on the bottom of your mouth while you are sleeping. Uh, the I Just Want to Sleep program will train you that, and it tell you that your tongue needs to um, get in the habit of living up on the roof of your mouth, not on the bottom. Okay, so you don't want your tongue to, you don't want your lips to have to be open. You don't want your tongue to have to live on the bottom of your mouth. You don't want um, to get anything that would cause the tip of your tongue to not be able to touch the correct spot of your upper palate. So the I Just Want to Sleep program trains you to Put the tip of your tongue on a certain spot on your palate, and if you are wearing a certain dental appliance or you know any kind of mouth guards that get in the way of your tongue tip making contact, then that is not good. That is not right, good. you all.
0: can do it, yeah. If you have an oral appliance, yeah. Right, or uh, I guess a CPAP. You know, there's, there's no way you're going to be able to do that, right?
1: Well, some, CPAPs are changing a lot, okay, and um, C, some CPAPs force you to breathe through your mouth. Some uh, keep your, some of them, it keeps your tongue down. They're, they're just different kinds and you really have to investigate exactly, you know, what the mask is going to do. Um, there's another thing I wanted to share. Some of the programs will tell you uh, to push the some of the treatment programs. So like mine, mine are tongue exercises and there are plenty of other programs that have tongue exercises and I try to look at most of them so I can see what's going on. And some of them actually tell you for an exercise to push your tongue against the back of your teeth. And that is well, a big no no. That <laughs> you <know, when> to
0: <laughs> bug teeth after
1: a short well, period of time. Well it could it the tongue is stronger than the wire, and the wire comes in when you get braces, Um, and it's my opinion that the tongue is stronger than the wire, because the tongue can move those teeth, and if you swallow a thousand, two thousand times a day, and your tongue's pushing on your teeth, it it can make a a bad difference. Um, So uh, those are the main things. I just want the reader, I mean, the listeners to be um, more informed, more educated, you know.
0: So yeah, what are what are other uh, anything else um, that people okay, are told to so, do with their tongue? Like I've heard of mewing or you know myofunctional therapy. Is there anything that in there that you've looked at? Well, What's your opinion? Well,
1: my okay. I'm glad you said that. Myofunctional therapy is tongue thrust therapy. Okay, it's like the same thing. Myofunctional therapy gives you. Tongue exercises to do to train your tongue to not push against your teeth when you swallow. All right. So myofunctional therapy is good. Um, there, I think a lot of them may take uh, 12 months to get through the whole program. Um, it it can be a, a lengthy thing, and um, and myofunctional therapy really doesn't uh, say that it helps snoring even though the exercises do help snoring, okay? Um, Let me see. There are some other uh, non-surgical techniques that...
0: um, How about we we focus on your technique? You know, what what makes you the king of the tongue? You know, how did you figure this stuff out back in the day? Oh,
1: I thought you'd never ask. Yes. Okay, so um, what my... My program is just seven weeks long and it's all tongue exercises, tongue and lip exercises. And we start with um, the muscles in the tip of your tongue and we work our way all the way back to the muscles in the back of your tongue while doing the different exercises over the course of the seven weeks. And it strengthens your tongue and it tones your tongue. And there's also, um, I have invented a tongue stick that is used to make your tongue skinnier because we want your tongue to live on the roof of your mouth. But uh, sometimes the tongue is way too wide to fit on the roof of the mouth. So, and usually it is. So we have to use a tongue stick to make the tongue skinnier. There's some uh, really neat exercises, uh, isometric exercises and strengthening exercises that are done with the tongue stick uh, to make all of that happen. And I recently um, have... And right now, I am working with three different people who have uh tongues that are extremely wide for their mouth and so this is my current concern and and thing i'd uh, like to work on more, and that is how to identify all the people out there who have a tongue that is way too big for their mouth some the tongues are so big that when you lay down to sleep and your muscles relax it's it's only normal that that tongue if it's if it's wider than then your teeth when your teeth are closed, it can easily push your teeth apart and your tongue come out the sides while you're sleeping, and there you are having to mouth breathe so well, um, wouldn't, um, my concern... wouldn't,
0: wouldn't signs of a of a tongue that's too wide be like scalloping on the sides of the tongue or I mean wouldn't the teeth what? cause the tongue to look yeah. weird on the edges
1: yeah, because your tongue is so. Uh, so big when you squish it inside your mouth and you close your teeth, the teeth are running into the sides of the tongue and you just make indentations on your tongue. Okay. But now I'm working with these different people with these different, I mean, people with different tongues and, and they those scalloped edges have, have, they're so prominent that they are getting deeper and deeper. So now picture this, a really wide tongue goes in the mouth, and and then the person takes a bite of a hamburger. So now they have to chew that hamburger, and their tongue's already in there, and it's taking up all the space. So how do they yeah, do that? I you, mean, this is reality. This, well, the way yeah, it's, it's these weird. three people that I have found, they, okay, so they have to eat. So when the food gets put in their mouth, they continually bite the edges of their tongue. They have to. There's nowhere for the tongue to run to. And, and each time they eat, they, they find themselves biting their tongue in the same places. Here again, they have to. And so what, ha- what has happened, and these three people I'm talking about, these um, scalloped edges have grown into, I call them knobs, knobs of scar tissue or ca- like calluses. Uh, and there are calluses horrible. all over. I, it's, it is horrible. Their, their calluses. Now some have fewer than others. I have one person who has them all, almost I mean, there's a little space between each one. There's a little space between each callus, but they're all the way around the tongue and it's, it's pitiful, but they can't do anything else. So what we, what we are working on is um, having hopefully we will have those calluses lasered off. and as soon as they're lasered off, They're gonna go to a soft diet that doesn't require any chewing. And then they are gonna while they're doing that, they are quickly gonna use the tongue stick to make the tongue skinnier. Because if you don't do something to get the tongue skinnier, it's just gonna come back again because you're you will still bite down on the edges of your tongue. So I think it's a good plan. We've never done it, (laughs) but but hopefully this is going to happen real soon with one person and the other people are brand new. We're just starting with them. But um, yeah, it's, oh, it's very interesting. Here, the,
0: the three people that you've helped to uh, narrow their tongue, what uh, have any of them gotten the surgery? And if not, have those calluses gone away because they're not being reinforced now by the, the teeth okay. and the sides? Okay.
1: Good question. No, I haven't helped any of them yet. I've met them. I've looked at the situation. One girl, it's so severe. Like I said, w- w- I, I wanted to do the tongue stick, but if you can picture something kind of stroking the side of your tongue, all it's doing is rubbing the top of those calluses. You see, it's not going oh. to get to the muscles of the tongue to, okay. to make it skinnier. Okay. Well, one so, thing I wanted um, to
0: point out for listeners is I uh, remember, you know, when I got the stick and all that, and I was thinking, why does it? Why would it narrow your tongue? And I, when I ran it against my tongue, it tickled and it kind of made my tongue jump. And then you explained to me that Uh that was the muscles contracting and that's how it got thinner or less wide. So I just wanted to point that out to listeners. Why would you have that stick and why does it do it? That's what it seems like we figured out together. That's why it's
1: doing Mm -hmm. it. Right. Very good. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited about, um, helping these people and, and I think that it's going to work, um, like i said you okay so when i met this one person who i've been talking about with that has all the calluses my first question was my thought was well why haven't they uh why haven't the people in the past done anything to help her because she when she met me she said this is the first hope i've ever had i've been to every doctor everybody i can imagine they look at my tongue and they don't know what to do about it so then i realized that even though some of them probably figured they could laser it off, they didn't dare laser it off because it would just go back because they don't know how to make the tongue skinnier to change the situation, you see? So now... Well, they could yeah. shave the sides of it off. That You are right, but oh my. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. So anyway, I'm excited that, you know, maybe I'm onto something with this, but I just... I want more people to know about it. I don't know how to find them. So I'll keep working on that for sure. Um, well, well, tell me
0: about the people that you, you've worked with that have gone through the program. How many is it? Last time I think you said it was uh, 80 or so. I mean, is it, what's that now? I,
1: oh, no, no. I've, I've helped. I've worked with hundreds, hundreds of oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yes. Over the uh, probably 16 years, I've worked with so many people And um, I helped a lot of them online, on the phone, just any way that we can. And um, uh, when I first started this, I did a a group of 86 people. Uh, They were my guinea pigs so that I could learn more about my program. And uh, over a period of eight weeks, 94% stopped snoring. So that was my baseline. And, and, you know, the people who do the exercises two times a day, it might take five, ten minutes. People who do the exercises religiously, their tongue gets skinnier and they start breathing through their nose and, and then they start reaping the benefits because they, when they first start, they can be waking up tired, they can be clenching their teeth, they might wake up with a headache or have daytime sleepiness. That's the biggest one. That is the biggest indicator of sleep deprivation, uh, daytime sleepiness. And as they do these exercises, they watch these different ailments if you will um get get better and and end up disappearing like um having difficulty concentrating you know because they didn't sleep well um nightmares a lot of people have night terrors and when they start sleeping with their mouth closed those night terrors go away and that's that's huge for a lot of people um to get rid of that coughing um uh, I'm working with a lot of people who have this chronic cough, and it's because they're not holding the tongue in the right position. Their tongue isn't living on the roof of their mouth, and so that means they're also mouth-breathing. Uh, there are just so many things that are involved with it, um, but it's exciting when you start feeling a good change. Um, the other thing that I think one of the weirdest things is that their bed clothes get all tangled up. Whenever you're mouth-breathing, <laughs> your sheets are all messed up you know i'm sure you know a lot of people who you know they just well, move around a lot uh, that
0: i think because if you're moving around trying to keep your airway open so your body's doing whatever it can subconsciously to to help yourself you know it's try, probably trying well, to find a position where you can breathe
1: well possibly and i think it also has to do with the legs the leg movements uh they they're different uh like restless leg or uh, let's see, there's another periodic limb movement is what when a person gets a sleep uh, test done, it will usually test their their leg movements while they're sleeping um, or trying to sleep. And so those kinds of things go on in the night that people aren't aware of. But when they start doing this, these exercises and they start keeping their mouth closed more and more at night, those sheets just uh, miraculously get get. Uh, more controlled and they are just, they've not been moved at all when the person wakes up at the end of the story, you know, it's, (laughs) it's really funny, but, um, but that tells you, you know, you can, it's easy. It's easy to judge this program when you start doing the exercises, because you will start feeling changes pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. What are are some of the anecdotes from people? What have they told you about, uh, you know, the guinea pig group or the newer people? What have they told you about the program? What did they experience as they went along with it?
1: Well, um, a lot of these hundreds of people, most of these, I've been with them as they're going through it. And each week when they come back to see me to do a a new lesson and new exercises, I always go back to the beginning and ask them, are you still waking up with a headache? And and a lot of them, that's one of the first things that stops. And they'll say, well, no, I forgot that I used to wake up with a headache. And this is one reason I ask them every time because we do forget what we used to feel like, you know, when it was unpleasant. Um, and but but most of these things happen gradually. Like a spouse will tell me, "Well, he's still snoring, but it's now a muffled snore." You, you know, it just gradually gets better until it's gone. Uh, same with like daytime sleepiness. That's the huge one that people have. And so it, it initially, they may find that they don't get sleepy at 2 o'clock like they used to. Now, they can go until 3 o'clock before they get sleepy. And and then maybe a couple of weeks that's later, good. they'll find, huh? What? I didn't hear you. But a couple of weeks later, they'll find that. Well, that's they, good.
0: I mean, that, that's progress. Yeah. And progress is good Yeah, progress. that's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. But, but it'll keep getting better because like a few weeks after that, they may find that they aren't as sleepy as they used to be, until the day comes and they say, "No, I'm not sleepy at all during the day." So that's the kind of improvement that's noted, and it's—I um, I think it gives people hope during the whole thing. And the exercises are not hard; they're easy and they don't hurt. Um, so it's it's worth a try. And and there are other, like I said, there are other things out there. But um, I hope everyone uh, heard the um, things that they should be looking for. Um, because uh, things that prevent you from breathing through your mouth or keeping your tongue up on the roof, those are the major things that you want to stay away from.
0: Any other uh, anecdotes from people, like so the, m- the snoring goes down, they feel less tired, which is great. Any any strange anecdotes that you thought, that's weird. I don't know why that would be. Any, w-
1: which one's weird?
0: Any Yeah, any strange anecdotes from people that what you thought to yourself? Um, oh, I don't know why that happened, but okay.
1: Well, yeah. Um, a lot of people get up during the night to go to the bathroom. Now, one time a night is normal and that's acceptable, but some people get up five times a night to go to the bathroom. Now, th- this is the weirdest one to me because you, you've got to say, now, wait a minute, <laughs> what does going to the bathroom at night have to do with snoring or sleeping or bre- breathing? It, you know, how is that connected at all? But I found a very interesting. Um, explanation for that and that is let me let me just read something um, people who have sleep apnea or breathe through their mouth it, maybe it's not reached sleep apnea yet but their mouth breathing they have uh, they do have frequent urination at night and it's related to increased pressure in the right side of the heart. this increased pressure is usually the result of low oxygen levels in the bloodstream which is caused by the apnea events or the the not breathing events that happen. When the oxygen levels fall, the heart works harder to get oxygen to the brain. Makes sense, right? An increased pressure in the heart is a sign that there's too much liquid in the body. This is the catch. An increased pressure in the heart is a sign there's too much liquid in the body. And that's why the person gets up and goes to the bathroom more often. And so whenever they start sleeping better with their mouth closed, they don't have to get up and go to the bathroom. That's
0: pretty Yeah, I guess people would probably think, oh, I shouldn't drink water before bed or I just drink too much water instead of thinking that this would be the reason.
1: Yes. And, And that reminds me, I've worked with several people who always take a big bottle of water to bed and they drink it during the night, during the night. And, um, even then that they will stop going to the bathroom with this program. And even though they still drink the water during the night.
0: Oh, okay. That's a big difference. Wow.
1: But it's because it releases that pressure because they're breathing through their mouth. That's the, it all goes back to breathing through the mouth. Um, and, and, okay. So that was another thing with the water. Some people would tell me, yes, they drink, um, they get up during the night and can just guzzle an entire jar of water because their mouth is so dry. And when the day comes that they're waking up and they find that water still sitting on their table, they're shocked that they didn't drink any of it during the night. Um, Yeah, I
0: had times where my nose was stuffed up in the winter, and I actually put a, a water bottle in my bed next to me because it saved me a few seconds of waking up, unscrewing the lid, and taking a sip. So the, there's something. been nights where, I, yeah, there's been nights where I woke up like 50 times to take, a, you know, I would take little sips of water to wet my mouth. But yeah, wow, uh, are you
1: still doing that? Are you still doing that?
0: No, no now it's far better. Yeah, but uh, for a little Good. while it was it was bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is that's bad, but it can become easy. It can get better. That's that's why I want so many people to to know that it there is hope and there's help. um,
0: so what's Let's an example of one, of one of the exercises that, you know, just if people listen and you describe it, what's one that they could just try for a second as they're listening, just to experience one of them.
1: Okay. I will share the very first exercise. And that is working with the uh, muscles in the tip of your tongue. And and that, that muscle or those muscles are what's going to hold your tongue up on the roof of the mouth. So you just do a scolding sound. It's like, I think most people have heard that sound that, you know, when I grew up, it was a, like shame on you thing. <laughs> right. And your tongue tip is just going back and forth on the roof of your mouth with a suction to it. And so that's a that's a really good exercise to practice. But there are others. I can't just give you that one. I mean, you can't just do that one. There are others because you've got to strengthen and tone all of the muscles. So
0: Okay, but what but else can I? In general, I... It's not a... it's not a workout where you're sweating. It's not like a tiring workout. You're not going to be sore and be able to speak or any of that.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. It's it's almost unbelievable how doing these exercises can can help you with so many different problems. But here again, we're just working our way towards nasal breathing. That's what it's about. I can't make it hard. I've tried to make it hard. I can't.
0: That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) what about a time of day is like i've you know a bunch of times i did them i forgot and i was like oh no but then when i was laying in bed waiting to go to sleep i would do it is that are there better times to do it versus others or does it not matter well
1: uh, no i don't think that it really matters i i think when you're in bed probably is not the best time but i i don't you know i don't know i don't i don't think that it would hurt i really don't Um, And it may help those who have some insomnia, help them fall asleep sometimes, too. Um, Yeah, it takes your mind off
0: stuff. I haven't fallen asleep doing it, but it's taking my mind off stuff to do it sometimes. So I just, like again, sometimes I'm like, whoops, I forgot I did it.
1: Right. Well, you know, as I always tell my, my people that I work with, I want them to do them two times a day. But if they screw up and do it more than two times a day, that is wonderful. You can't hurt anything because these are natural. They are not going to harm you. Um, However, I did that exercise I just shared with you. I did have one lady who came in to see me one day, and she had a little blister on the end of her tongue because she had totally obsessed over doing that all day long. So, you know, there are little things like that that, you know, one can make happen, but um, just got to be smart.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, How long does it take? You said it's a seven-week program, so... How long does it take right. into the program to see results? What's the typical?
1: Well, I normally, by the first or second week, can start seeing changes in people. You don't have to wait this whole seven weeks. Because remember, I was talking about how gradual those changes happen. So right from the beginning, you, you might still be snoring, but maybe it's not as loud. Or maybe it doesn't last all night. Just It's going to just gradually get better. And, and, and I say that based
0: on... What happens when you graduate? You know, you finish the, the seven weeks. I don't know if they get a you know graduation prize or anything, but how often right. should you re- repeat the course or do certain exercises to, make, to maintain well, it, your tongue fitness?
1: There's a, there's a little maintenance exercise, and it's just a matter of now that you've made a new habit, you've got a new habit of where your tongue lives in your mouth and, and how you sleep with your mouth closed. If any of that were to change, you would know it. You would feel like you're feeling right now before the program, okay? You would, you would um, feel it for sure. But I, I have decided that when a person gets that tongue toned and strong and it knows where it's supposed to live in the mouth, then it's going to stay there. And it's, it's going to be strengthened continuously by you because you continue to talk. And you continue to eat and chew. You're still you're using that tongue. It's toned now, and so you continue using it, and it, it maintains that toneness and strength.
0: Okay, so periodic periodic redoing, uh,
1: excellent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That the maintenance program. It, it just has a few exercises. You can do any exercises if you want to once a month. You know, just to stay in touch with it. But like I said, it's a new habit now. And, and if right. anything happened and you felt different, you just go back to your exercises and start doing some.
0: All right. Well, Janet, we're at the end of our time, so people should go to IJustWantToSleep.com. Is that the best way to reach right. you and to order the course?
1: That's right. That's the best way to do it. Okay. And they'll have a good night's sleep.
0: Very good. Well, Janet, thank you for thank coming. Thank you, Rich. I really appreciate you coming back.
1: Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye.